This podcast is brought to you by the Wharton School at the University of Pennsylvania. And great now to be joined by Wharton Real Estate Professor Ben Keyes. Hi, Ben. How are you? Hey, Dan. Doing well. Good to hear from you. Yeah, so let's get your thoughts kind of where we stand on on the real estate market right now. Uh, Obviously, with the interest rates going the way that they have, uh, the the housing sector really is going to feel an impact. And obviously, then with rent prices going up as well, it's, it's kind of a tricky time, it feels like. Yeah, it sure is. I'd say there are kind of three big questions that I have for the market. And the first question is one that you just touched on, which is, this tension between rising rates and, and rising rents. And, and so we, we're looking at mortgage rates now that are above six. And this week, they've, you know, with the latest inflation news, they've ticked up above six. So we're at nearly 14-year highs of mortgage rates. And, and that is putting a, a lot of pressure on first-time home buyers uh, to, to be able to, to manage those those bigger payments. Um, and so that is, uh, is you know, decreasing interest in um, home purchases. Uh, but at the same time, we're seeing rents uh, continue to go up and up. And the latest data suggests that rents were up uh, about 9% uh, nationwide uh, year over year. And that, you know, with some variation across different markets. And so um, young families are, you know, between a rock and a hard place. On the one hand, they're seeing their rent go up every single month um, or every single year, every time they renegotiate with their landlord. Um, and when they look at the at the housing market to buy, um, they're seeing rent, you know interest rates that are double where they were a year ago. So um, this is a really tough time for uh, for young families and young households looking to be first time home buyers. What's that mean then to the value of homes? Are, are we still riding close to the uh, to the highs that we saw uh, really uh, as things kind of ramped up, uh, you know, right before the pandemic and and then during the pandemic? Yeah, uh, prices have, have stayed quite high. Uh, there's a couple of markets where it looks like prices are, are softening or, or may uh, retrace some of those um, incredible booming steps that they went through during COVID. So think of markets like Boise or, or Austin, Texas, uh, where prices went up by more than 25% um, over the last two years. Seems unlikely that, that some of those price gains are sustainable. But I think the broader-based price growth might be here to stay. And one of the reasons for that is um, is housing lock. And, and basically, there just aren't a lot of listings right now. Redfin is reporting a 17% decline um, in listings year over year. Um, so this is the time of year when the market tends to slow down and there's a strong seasonality to the housing market. But it looks like right now the housing market it might be packing it in for a long winter's nap. And so you have uh, a lot fewer homes that are being listed for sale. And, and what that means is that prices can stay quite high even when uh, there's a reduction in demand because there just aren't a lot of houses that are out there on the market. And then you also have to throw in the uh, the new homes being built and the fact that those numbers have, have been lower than uh, what you would like to see as well. Yeah, I mean, the, the first and foremost effect of, of rising interest rates is not necessarily a price decline. It's a decline in, in activity. It's a decline in, in transactions. And that really has a big effect on um, those industries that are dependent on, on volume. And so that's going to be the realtors, the mortgage brokers, and then the construction industry. And the construction industry is uh, a big question mark right now. We know that there's a lot of pent-up demand for housing in the U.S. There are numerous reports from Freddie Mac and others suggesting we have 
you know, 4 million too few units of, of housing in the U.S., given population growth and demand for housing with demographics. And yet we're seeing uh, the construction industry pull back because they're looking at the economics of putting up a new house today and seeing, you know, where rates are and where prices are headed and saying this isn't the right time to build. And so, uh, so we have this tension right now in the construction space in particular where there's just not a lot of new activity that's getting started. And I, I think that's going to really come back to bite us in, in a year or so when, uh, when rates might come back down and we see uh, that there's still all this demand for housing. So I, I think that there's a real tension right now in the construction space in particular. For, for a while there, when we did see, you know, pretty decent build going on, it seemed like the trend for a lot of builders was multifamily properties. A lot of, you know, apartment buildings, uh, you know, townhome uh, buildings as well. Uh, and, and they were doing it to a degree at the expense of the single family home. And I'm wondering when you talk about that four million gap that we have, would that be best served by by more single family properties or by multifamily? It's a great question. I, I don't think there's an easy answer. Actually, I think it it depends on the market and it depends on um, you know whether we want to provide uh, cheap mortgage credit to uh, to young families or not. I think as we look at the you know the sort of path to building wealth, um, you know, home ownership has played such a key role in that over the years. I think that there's um, a, a sort of a sense in which that path might not be open to everyone uh, in the same way going forward, in part because house prices are just so high. And so I think, you know, what you saw on the builder side was a recognition that a lot of um, young families can't afford uh, single family homes and that some of these um, developments might be better served as uh, as rental developments, either multifamily or uh, we're seeing more development for single-family rentals now, rather than um, yeah. rather than for single-family homeowners. So, you know, I, I think that some of that is that the the developers and others are are just looking at the current landscape of affordability, and and struggling uh, to uh, to come up with um, designs and, and come up with um, the kinds of um, starter homes um, that used to characterize uh, you know young families' first step into home ownership. You know, what's interesting is that with uh, so many pay raises that we've seen over the last uh, two years uh, because of, the you know, kind of the shift we've seen in the job market, I would think a lot of people figured that would kind of open that door to more purchases. But when you have the levels of inflation that we've seen over the last uh, 12 to 24 months, that kind of has, has eaten away at a lot of that extra money that uh, people got in those pay raises. Yeah, it's a tricky time for the housing market for exactly this reason. You have a very strong labor market, so the unemployment rate is still below 4%. We added 300,000 jobs last month, and people did actually save uh, during COVID. Um, American savings, uh, especially middle-class savings, uh, went up over that time period. So people were able to save up for a down payment in ways that I don't think they had been able to in the past. Um, because there just wasn't the opportunity for a lot of that same kind of discretionary spending with vacations and nights out on the town and, and other things. And so you, you're sort of uh, pinpointing the, the tension here, which is with the labor market being so strong, uh, you'd think that a lot of people would be moving into to purchasing a house. And, and what you see is that um, houses are exactly the asset that's been bid up uh, and up and up. And, and we see this with the stock market and some other markets as well. Um, although, you know, to differing degrees of, of volatility, but it's, it's been clear that, you know, house prices 
are, are reflecting in, in part um, this heightened demand for, for more space, this heightened demand um, in the demographic groups of retiring baby boomers and, um, and millennials who are, who are aging into um, their, their sort of peak home buying years. And that's really mm-hmm. driven up prices. And so in a lot of markets, house prices have gone up faster than inflation and quite a bit faster than wages. So let me end on this. With, with the way that rates have increased over the last several months, as you mentioned, we're now in the sixes. What should potential home buyers be thinking right now? Because they're still trying to thread that needle of getting the best mortgage they can at this moment in time. Obviously, the, the potential of refinancing it down the road, if we see rates go back, is a possibility. But you want to kind of jump in where it's still a, a you know, a, a number that works for you and really doesn't throw you uh, uh, into a tough spot if you're if you're uh, you know paying a, a, a higher mortgage price than maybe you can afford. Yeah, I mean, you you hit the nail on the head. I think the the tension here is is again rising rates versus rising rents. So if you're in a market where you're seeing your rent rise 10% per year. Um, it might make a lot of sense to take out a 6% mortgage, lock that in so your monthly payments are fixed, and then you have the option to refinance. And so it's important to remember that your first mortgage rate is certainly not your last mortgage rate, and, um, and it's, it's pretty likely that in the next couple of years we'll see, we'll see rates come back down. Uh, you know, the Fed is, is doing a tightrope walk trying to um, bring inflation down, and if we do end up um, in a recession, rates will come back down. And so um, you certainly want to borrow within your means, but you want to recognize that um, going forward, there may be opportunities to refinance and lock in a much lower rate going forward. And at the end of the day, uh, that option might still be a better one than um, than watching your rent go up 10% each year. Yeah. Hey, Ben, great to talk to you as always. Thank you very much. Yeah, thanks so much for having me, Dan. You got it. Uh, Wharton Real Estate Professor Ben Keyes. To keep engaged with Wharton Business Daily and other Wharton School shows, visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu.